Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the High Red Geek Podcast. This is the first episode of 2018, kicking off this season uh, with an episode with Tony Kim, who is from uh, the Crazy for Comic Con blog, as well as the founder of Hero Within, um, a premier geek fashion company. Um, so we talk about his journey and um, just the work that he's doing. Um, really cool stuff with his company. Um, so definitely check it out. I uh, recommend a bunch of great podcasts for uh, budding entrepreneurs. Um, but I just really appreciate Tony's time. Uh, he's just been someone that I look up to a lot uh, in the kind of geeky realm here. So um, yeah, it was really nice to chat with him. And I can't think of anyone better to kick off this season. Uh, so you will notice uh, in the first part of this episode, I do uh, go into a little bit of kind of some pivots that I'm making. Um, uh, just some slight ones to make sure I'm bringing in a little bit more of the high red side of things. Um, you'll notice that in this episode and the uh, next several ones uh, here with kind of season two in 2018. Um, so I really just want to make sure I'm bringing in both the high red world and the geek world together to uh, create some beautiful harmony there um, with each of my guests. So uh, after this brief message from our sponsor, this is episode number nine with Tony Kim. It's an honor to have our good friends at SwiftKick be a sponsor of the podcast because I've seen their work firsthand and it's truly unlike any student leadership training I've experienced. They've been voted best student leadership program unprecedented five times, so you know they must be doing something right. As a bonus for our listeners, SwiftKick is giving a $500 discount off their normal speaking fee if you mention High Red Geek when you contact them. I highly recommend their trainings for your campus as your students will be talking about it for months afterwards. It's really great stuff. Check them out, swiftkickhq.com to learn more and let them know I sent you. Now, back to the show. Nice. Uh, yeah, and I guess how does, how does it sort of sort out for your sort of work life like is the end of the year busy just with like i know with uh the hero within stuff i don't like if you're just like getting into like a lot of just like shipping everything out and it's like really busy yeah because i guess like other stuff might be less busy but then that stuff is more busy Um, yeah it's all busy but definitely the the weeks leading into christmas have been very busy but it'll it'll be quiet for a few days through christmas and then um we're we're heavily into planning for next year so it's a lot of a lot of uh, production planning, so mm. you know, only only a day or two to rest. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, but if um, yeah, if you think about it, with the, sort of all that you do, like yeah, there's like it's just busy with different stuff. I guess there or there maybe sort of yeah. feel like ebbs and flows. But yeah, like you're saying, it's like well, yeah, we have to think about you know stuff for the 2018 conventions and just like planning and production yeah. versus like actively being at places like it might just be a lot of just sitting down and like you know doing more of the administrative behind the scenes things now versus yeah else. but but yeah i mean I'm, I'm really excited to to talk to you and just kind of explore your professional journey just uh because yeah this is my little sort of pocket of the uh sort of geek realm here i i was sort of like being like who are like the dream guests like, people who i feel like would be really cool to explore their journey just as i sort of figure out the the focus like I kind of got to in my original email. So like, yeah, I just really want to try to explore. Yeah. Just your path, those kind of like decision points as you sort of built up these things. And then, you know, I'm trying to um, see how people's journeys have their passions aligned with their strengths. And then just, I didn't do it as much this sort of past pilot season when I talked to like a couple of people, but just sort of if your college experience played any sort of, you know, integral role. So 
Um, yeah. It kind of brings in more of the higher ed stuff. I was kind of airing a lot more on the geek stuff. I'm trying to keep on brand and do uh, do both sides of the equation here. But um, yeah, I really appreciate your time here uh, to jump on for the podcast here quickly. Um, but yeah, we'll go ahead and dive in. If you want to just introduce yourself to everybody and kind of give a kind of Cliff Notes version of your professional journey and how you got to be where you are now. And we'll kind of dig in deeper with a couple of different things as we uh, move along here. All right. Well, my name is Tony Kim, and uh, I've been a professional blogger as well as now my latest sort of thing is in the world of geek fashion. And in a nutshell, I basically started out uh, blogging about the Comic-Con community, con culture, and that led into a bunch of industry opportunities and kind of through those opportunities where I was hosting and interviewing and partaking in a lot of different events, I realized that there was a real gap in the market for professional and, and sort of nicer, sophisticated wear for that's still geeky, but for guys. Mm. And because um, for the most part out there at this point, it was a lot of T-shirts and hoodies. So I felt like that I had a vision for something that um, could be different in, in the fashion space that was both equally geeky as well as sophisticated and fashionable. So we launched a uh, company called Here Within back in early 2016, so a little over a year ago. And uh, we've been kind of rocking ever since then, going to different conventions and, and shows and selling online and it's been an incredible experience a roller coaster ride of an experience but uh it's been awesome great yeah well i'm curious with like you said it was just sort of this maybe if it was like an epiphany or just this sort of pattern like you're saying that you saw that there was kind of a a gap in kind of the geek fashion uh world and everything what was sort of that experience like because i think from my understanding with like the crazy for comic-con that's sort of like like you said you just kind of blogged and it's sort of like kind of built up around you and then from that sort of uh foundation that you built for yourself you know being at the conventions for so many years and seeing all this stuff you then started hero thin which feels like it's a lot more of kind of a formal business for you and i'm, I'm curious i right. guess like did you think about that for a really long time and do a lot of research because i think <clears> so, so much of this sort of like the you know the zeitgeist of like you know starting a business you know like doing what you love and all that it's just like just do it just like go and yeah. do it like i guess i don't know how how impulsive did it feel for you like how much planning yeah. did you do and i guess how has that felt i guess of just like because you know you went as like a fan you went as somebody like covering his press and like doing panels and stuff but now like also going as an exhibitor like, you know that's yeah. like different wrong it's just that sort of journey from inception to now like you know being an exhibitor, what, what's kind of the, the journey been with uh, Hero Within? Yeah, I love um, when Steve, Job at, Steve Jobs in his uh, commencement speech for, in, for um, Stanford mm-hmm. kind of shared near the end how um, it's really hard to connect the dots um, as you're looking forward, but it's much easier when you look back. You can just see sort of see the how your life sort of major events sort of connected together and for myself um yeah i mean i I just sort of i love experimenting and trying new things and reinventing myself and um i you know like you said i was really involved in different uh at comic cons and really involved with um writing and blogging and, and all that and so so part of my experience was particularly for the San Diego Comic-Con each year, you know, we want to make it a, a, because you want to make a memorable event and a fun event. I kind of started thinking of what's something kind of weird and different and kind of goofy that I can do each year. Mm. 
And so I started out, um, I took those, uh, the Warner Brother swag bags, you know, the big giant bags that you'd get at Comic-Con. Right. And uh, I basically converted those into uh, blazers and jackets to wear. And so, you know, it's really silly looking. Um, it's like really gaudy, you know, because it's got these giant graphics and, and, uh, but I, you know, would convert it into sort of everyday wear, like a blazer. And just, just to kind of be fun and kind of represent my passion and fandom for Comic Cons. But I, through that process, I kind of backed my way into realizing that while people really love um, their particular fandom, and in this case, Warner Brothers and DC, DC, and they love fashion and they love to see the sort of the mashup of the two. So I did that for a couple of years. And the third year I was going to do it. I was like, man, you know, like if I could do another fun coat that kind of, you know, kind of was fun to wear. But I thought, well, maybe instead of just doing a, a one-off costume, maybe I could take these things that I've learned from the past couple of years and actually turn it into a actual ready-to-wear piece that I could wear every day, not just at Comic-Cons. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I, that's certainly nothing that I would have planned. I think the only, again, looking back at the dots, I think it just was a matter of experimenting, trying new things. I'm not a costume person, so I don't even like to dress up like that. But it's it's working outside your comfort zone, uh, taking a risk, trying some things, getting people's reaction, and then iterating it to the next level. So you know, I wouldn't have planned it that way, but. It really was this sort of goofy costuming experience that kind of led me to, oh, maybe I can actually convert this to an actual blazer. Mm-hmm. And so the third year, um, myself and then uh, uh, my design uh, partner, we kind of fast-tracked a, a actual blazer um, that was our first sort of prototype. And I wore it that year. And I basically on, online, I was very transparent with, hey, I'm just trying this. If you see it or if, if you know, you can give me feedback on it or if you know anyone who might be interested in it, I'd love to see it come to reality. And so that at that particular Comic-Con, which at that time was 2015, um, I just kind of put it out there on my blog that, hey, I'm, this is just a kind of a wild sort of experiment and please be a part of it. Let me know what you think. And, uh, you know, didn't think it would – I don't know where we could have went really. Um, but I, you know, it was great to just be there in San Diego and to get some great feedback on it. And then from 2015 to 2016, it turned to a real company. So, you know, it's just one of those things. It's a, it was about a three year process that wasn't really super intentional. It just was, um, forward progress, you know, momentum, mm-hmm. getting feedback, look, willing to look a little foolish and stupid. And, um, you know, I had a million people that were like, yeah, it's awesome, but then another million people who are like, ah, you know, it'll, it'll, it won't make it. And and so the, the sort of willingness to sort of embrace the, the challenge and regardless of wherever it goes is um, was sort of the, the, the process to get there. But it wasn't, in, it wasn't super intentional. It wasn't until the uh, early part of 2016 that I got laser focused on it. But, um, but yeah, so uh, – it's like many things and many inventions and all that. You just sort of back your way into it out of necessity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just kind of, yeah. Like you're saying, almost just like you had done a lot already and it almost kind of like, cause I think I, I kind of get that way. I guess that's sort of what I sense, I guess, is that like 
blogging or you know doing what you've done for a while almost just like i get like restless after i'm kind of like yeah. okay i think like i got this like what's next and yeah and, like you just kind of feel uncomfortable being vulnerable and just being like hey i'm like testing this out and getting that like customer validation and if you yeah. get enough affirmative things it's like you know what i feel like i'm gonna try it and not like right out of the gate without any sort of almost like market research so to speak you're just like i'm gonna invest like a bunch of money in this and like just hope it works it's like you kind of <laughs> yeah. you dabbled and you just were comfortable like you know put yourself out there that way and i think yeah from what you're saying too just like i guess you know you, you knew maybe people that could help you since it's like well i'm not a tailor like i can't make these things but you know i may know people that could help me or i know kind of like the scene and how to sort of help market it and stuff so like all of that coalescing together helping you to you know, go on this, uh, this journey, but yeah, you know, yeah. I talked to a lot of people who want to similarly start their own business or their own thing. And, and, you know, my, the, the biggest thing is it's never, what's so funny is that the, the number one commodity that people really focus on, uh, is the idea, you know, and it's sort of like, if I had this great idea and, and they think that's really the idea. And, and while that is certainly a part of it, the um, the willingness to look foolish, the willingness to put the time and the great energy into it, and getting something to market and really getting in front of people like there's so much more to it than just the just the idea, you know. And um, so you know, my little two cents to anyone who's who wants to be an entrepreneur or start their own business is that sure you got to come up with something that is going to get gets people's attention, but um, that's only that's the tip of the iceberg. That's ten percent of it. The rest of it is really what you do for the rest of your twenty three hours of the day, mm -hmm. um, year after year. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. Um, well, and I guess in a, as a, a brief aside here is kind of uh, kind of your origin story and stuff. Like, do you feel like your your college experience specifically, just to kind of bring the higher ed side of things in here, um, do you feel like that gave you anything just in terms of like your own identity like sort of like relationships or anything that have like helped you throughout your journey or skills anything that i guess that you can think of of just like sort of how did how did that origin story when you were at college how did that make you into who you are today maybe helped you with these current endeavors yeah well uh i don't know if um eating pizza and playing video games all night helped me a whole <laughs> lot um <laughs> no you know i think the biggest thing, i went to a a, a design and art school and uh, it was very competitive. And um, I think the biggest thing I learned from that was the, the it it really built a certain level of um, um, being able to take criticism, basically. Mm. And you know, the I, I mean, I still remember very vividly that feeling of you would come in each class puts your work on the wall and the whole class critiques it, you know, and just that simple sort of, uh, and some people, they, they take their work so seriously that it's a, it's an extension of themselves. So when they, so when they're, when they experience criticism, it's, it's demoralizing and debilitating and it's, you know, it's crushing, soul crushing. And while it certainly is painful, I think I've just sort of like realized it's just part of the creative process, you know, and, and the sooner you get it out in front of as many people as possible to experience as much terrible negative feedback, the better it is for you overall. There's no sense trying to protect your ideas and no sense trying to wait till whatever you're working on is perfect. Like there's so many people who are just like 
they've written a screenplay or they've written a, a book or they're working on a piece of artwork, whatever, and they just want to get it perfect before it gets out in front of people. And there's no such thing. There really is no such thing. Mm-hmm. The only way something gets to be quote unquote perfect is, is in direct response to people's feedback. So I think just, I think that the, if anything, um, uh, what the biggest value that I had from school is it's a semi safe place to get your ego destroyed, you know, because <laughs> when you're out in the world, in the workforce or whatever, um, you know, you, if you turn out, um, substandard or, or if you just turn out products, that's just terrible. You, you know, you, you lose your job or whatever you lose or you don't get the contract or whatever. But at school, you can really go out there, go on the, on the limb and sure you'll get beaten around a little bit, but you know, you just pick yourself up and you do it over the next day, you know? And, and so I think, I think that was probably the biggest thing I learned from my college experience was, um, it's just a great place to, um, you know, to get the real honest and real, depending on where you go to school, I guess. But in my particular situation, it was just a really great place to get honest and painful and brutal feedback and not be afraid to be embarrassed, you know, and um, uh, really understand the value of getting peer collaboration, peer feedback, and, um, and you know, just to try things that are, that you would never feel comfortable trying in the quote-unquote real world. So I think mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. Well, yeah, that makes sense and connects to your point that you made before of just like that was what was helpful for you with like the latest endeavor you went on with Hero Within and just, yeah, that that was at least kind of planted and fostered and nurtured when you were in college of just feeling comfortable yeah. with yeah putting yourself out there with your creative endeavors. So that's, that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I guess with, you know, all the things that you do now and, you know, it's certainly changed over time, especially with like the crazy for ComCon, like kind of evolving and all that. And now really getting into a different space with the, the fashion work that you do. So I guess what are the pieces about that and the different ways that you interact with, you know, writing or podcasting or, you know, kind of strategy and vision or like the fashion stuff? Like what, what are the things that keep you motivated, keep you excited? Like what do you enjoy most about your current work uh, that you do that kind of you know, through these busy times and things kind of keeps you, keeps you energized. Yeah. Uh, well definitely, you know, I started blogging back in, let's see, it was probably 2008 or nine around there, 2009 or so. And it's kind of funny because I have never been a really big like reader. Like I'm just not a great, like, like I love reading online, but I don't go burn through a lot of books. You know, I just, uh, maybe I have ADD. I don't know what it is, but I love reading and I read a lot of, and I absorb a lot of content, but I've never been one that's like a heavy, like I just burn through like all kinds of books or novels or whatever. In uh, the same way, I've never been a really great um, writer either. Like I just, I have a whole stack of journals, you know, next to my bedside that say like day one and I write like the first sentence and then like it's followed by a whole journal is blank, you know, <laughs> and then, uh, so I've never really been a great writer. Um, but when I started blogging, things changed significantly and that ability to take a risk and put your thoughts out there for the universe to respond to that changed things for me. Like the, um, the, the pressure of, of, uh, that first year, um, I committed myself to write every day for a year. I just said I was going to write every day for a year. Again, mind you, I had not 
written very much and was very, wasn't very successful at writing in the past. But I went through the exercise of writing every day, and I did that. And, you know, it just changed me. It changed me fundamentally at my core of who I was and this whole idea of um, being able to express myself. And some people would love it. Some people would hate it. Uh, but for some reason, that the creative process of putting a work out there that people respond to in real time um, really changed how I developed content, you know, today. And so, um, so I think that the biggest thing that I learned in this whole journey from whether it's just writing, blogging, or creating something physical, or, um, or now in the, in the clothes and fashion industry, is that um, I've just always wanted to, it's not about trying to be a big name or be famous or whatever, but it's just, to me, it just came down to, um, I want to bring and create value for the community that I love, you know, and, mm. and whether it's Comic-Con or whether it's just nerd culture, geek culture or geek slash fashion culture. Um, I want to be able to create something that people say, you know, if that person or that company disappeared that we would miss them, you know, and, and, um, I, I want to create something that's in particularly when it came to here within, I want to create something that people were proud to wear that they felt good about themselves that you know, name of our company being hero within is the idea that just hero that's that's within all of us. For some people, it's obvious. For some people, it's not. But we all have a hero in all of us that um, needs to be expressed in some way. And and I want our clothing to reflect that. And people, I want people to feel like they're valued and that they're heroic when they wear you know a hero within product. And so um, for me, it's just been about how do we how do I create something that really brings value to. Um, the customer. It's not about making a bunch of money, getting trying to be famous or be recognized or whatever it is. It just is like, well, I just want to make something that makes people feel good about themselves and makes them gives them some confidence, um, help them feel like they're empowered. Because you know, all of us certainly, uh, if you're of a certain age, we kind of remember being a nerd and being being a little bit marginalized or being disconnected or being made fun of and. Um, ultimately we felt like we didn't have the power we didn't feel like we really could influence, um, or really, you know, we just felt a disadvantage in some way as a nerd. And nowadays it's a little bit different, you know, because nerds are the influencers and the taste makers and those sort of things. And, you know, I think that's, I would like our clothes to reflect that. So, um, so yeah, I think just for me, it's just, um, I really want to create something of value for the community that I love dearly. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, that's, that's at the core of everything that you do. And that's what like keeps you excited is that, yeah, you get to like positively contribute and like create content or, you know, create actual physical things, you know, with yeah. like, you know, a piece of clothing that someone can wear and all of that. And uh, yeah, it's interesting. Cause I feel like I hear that a lot and it was sort of like an experience I went through to writing while like, you're sort of framing it. Like you want stuff to go through like, writing boot camp, you know, like just be like yeah. really hard on yourself. Like I got to write all the time. And even if it's like not great, just like get into the habit and then you can sort of ease off. But then it's like, yep. I think, yeah, I had like a peak of writing a lot and it's sort of eased out to where it's like, I write less now, but I feel like I write better because I've written so much <laughs> because yeah. it's gotten really good through practice. Um, so uh, yeah, and certainly podcasting has changed that and yeah. vlogging and like, you know, I just tell people all the time, find your, your medium, find your format. It doesn't have to be what someone that you admire like someone who's a prolific writer it doesn't have to be like that it could be there's a lot of different ways and forms that it could take 
but I think it is important to get things out there, doing something creative on a daily basis, whatever that might look like. Um, but yeah, I know people who turned out to be, they just struggle with writing, but podcasting they're great at, you know, or a lot of things. So I think that regardless, that sort of daily exercise of putting content out there, I think it's really important. It's really healthy, and it's really the only way to get not just good at something, but to find your particular voice in the space. And um, you know what I'm particularly kind of um, bothered by is in response to this recent Star Wars film. You know, and mm. the, the the Force Awake or um, um, the Last Jedi certainly had its problems, but you know I enjoyed it. Um, it had loads of problems, and it definitely there's a some tonal and logical shifts that are occurring in the Star Wars universe. But to use your blog and social media just to sort of spew vitriol and just criticism and negative, 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 and that's the extent of your digital footprint is just, I'm just going to sort of um, criticize everything. Um, you know, you have to voice and speak up and you need to defend and all that. There's a time and place for that. But I think that the, the, the digital revolution has given us a chance to create content, to make beautiful things, to inspire people, to change lives. And um, so I hope that you know, our, our community of nerds, we do have that side to be very negative and critical. Um, but I hope that, um, that people will um, embrace the positive and really try to make stuff instead of tear things down. Uh-huh. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I kind of uh, ascribe to that idea of just like, just celebrate what you love versus like bashing what you hate sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, or just yeah. trying to, yeah, like kind of value add and create beauty in the world versus just always kind of being like negative. And I guess if, if you do, because yeah, it's like not everyone has to like everything, but be sort of like thoughtful in your criticism and also don't be like, Oh, this person who likes this thing that I don't like, it's like, well, they're dumb. You're just dumb. Yeah. It's like, well, that's yeah. just so dismissive. It's like, you don't have to like everything. And like people, not everybody else has to like the things that you like or like them in the same way. You know, like that's a whole other conversation. Like, you know, the whole sort of like, we have to like consume things in like the right way to be like a real, you know, geek or nerd or whatever like that. Which I feel like thankfully like the, the very passionate communities and the fandoms that follow things are certainly, I think we're slowly moving past that, but yeah, there's there's always just, I think that nasty core that we have to like kind of just start to erode away of just you know all those sorts of things but um yeah and i think the way that people can do that yeah it's just kind of um either, like yeah you don't always have to say anything and if you do have to say something like to say you know the parts that you liked or be thoughtful in your criticisms or um yeah just just be positive we could all use a little bit more positivity so um <laughs> yeah. but uh well yeah i guess speaking of that and um yeah, because it's definitely, I'm still processing uh, Last Jedi. Um, I guess just anything else, uh, you know, that you're consuming lately that, you know, you really want to highlight that you've enjoyed um, or anything just kind of classically, you know, if it's sort of a, some favorites current or all time, anything just like books, games, you know, podcast shows, you know, anything yeah. um, that you just want to kind of give a tip of the hat to. Something that's a little bit on the uh, the lighter side of things. Uh, so I've been a huge fan of Star Trek forever, and uh, I mean, ever since I was a little, little, little boy, like Star Trek, I've I've just loved it, and I've watched all the the television series and, of course, the movies and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I've been so pleasantly surprised with the TV show Orville. 
and, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's such a weird, quirky show that um, shouldn't work, and it's just it's a it's just weird. Um, but I feel like it's just sort of captured some of the imagination and the fun of sort of classic Star Trek with some next generation Star Trek. And, you know, it just sort of, it, it, for some reason I, I watch it, I can't help, I can't help but just sort of smile. I, I, I love it for some reason. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it got me, you know, it's not well embraced by critics. And, um, but again, I just feel like that they went out and they, Seth MacFarlane, who I'm not particularly a big fan of, but I feel like he tried, he's going out on a limb. He's trying something. He's trying to fill a gap. And I don't know if that show will be around forever, but I certainly am enjoying it while it's while it's on. Um, probably the podcast that I'm enjoying the most is uh, the NPR's um, "How I Built That." Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just a great podcast, especially for. I mean, I'm 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 just consuming a ton of entrepreneurial podcasts, and so this isn't necessarily for everyone, but. Um, but how I built this, um, um, the host, his name, his name is uh, Guy Roz. And it's, a, it's only like a 25-minute podcast. And he just basically interviews different CEOs and different creators, uh, um, their, their creative process and, and their journey of their company. And it uh, comes out every Sunday. Um, it's just it's fantastic. You know, it's so simple and it's just so inspirational. And uh, if you're on the move, it's, it's a really great podcast uh, to listen to. Uh, so definitely uh, would encourage uh, anyone who's got any sort of like interest of being an entrepreneur. I think it, that really is a really is a great one. Um, what else? There is a great YouTube channel called Nerd Writer, mm-hmm. and I think that I think the I think the actual author is Nerd Writer, the number one or something like that. But if you just look at Nerd Writer. But uh, he basically does these sort of critical and um, these sort of analytical breakdowns of of how things happen in pop culture, and so like something simple as like how to write a great villain, or how to create tension in a story, or the power of color, or something like that. Um, but really phenomenal podcast uh, uh, YouTube series that really sort of breaks down like why things work in pop culture and why things don't. And, um, so, you know, it, it covers everything from superhero to sci-fi to action adventure and all that sort of, so if you have any sort of interest in pop culture, I definitely think, um, you know, definitely you would love that. And, um, what else, what else, what else, what else? I mean, I just, there's a, just a ton of, I, I'm a huge advocate for, podcasts and so whether it's there's a show called the pitch there's the growth show there's the spirit of 608 podcast i mean there's i mean i just you know the (laughs) girl boss radio being boss i mean there's just like so many like entrepreneurial podcasts and and, uh that, that i listen to um so yeah um podcasts are great because i can keep my hands moving i can be working on things very physical and I can listen to it and absorb a lot of content at the same time. And yeah. So, yeah. Well, and the funniest thing is that, like, so I, I had, like, eight episodes that I sort of classified as, like, season one of this podcast. So yeah. uh, I'd say probably half of the people of that, you know, completely um, sort of uh, unique to themselves, like, you know, without any prompting, 
also said how I built this as one of their like favorite podcasts. So that's yeah. like such a pattern of like, if people are listening, because like from that, I also started listening to that podcast. So if like anybody else who's listened to all the episodes has not like, like it's such a pattern now that people like unbeknownst to anyone else have just been like, yeah, that's like, like usually like the first one to be like, oh yeah, I'm really enjoying this one. I'm just like, of course, because it's, it is really good. Cause it even like, I mean, it's crazy too, because yeah. it just, it just started. It's not that, yeah. it's not that old. I mean, it just started last early last year, I believe, and um, you know, same thing. I was on Facebook, and just people started talking about a podcast, and just named that right away. And I was like, "Wow, this this thing is really blown up." I think eventually they need to do a "How I Built This Podcast" about the podcast. You know, <laughs> just right, yeah, I think be- just how Guy Ross has to interview himself because, yeah, what he's been able to do is really striking a chord with a lot of people. Uh, and just sort of breaking down how does someone go from idea to reality so yeah it's 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 great it's great yeah yeah i mean yeah especially like you're saying for somebody who is actively doing that or wants to do that but then even then it's just like yeah there are just like cool stories about the brands that people love you know like some some of the like very venerable brands but also some of the like you know successful upstarts that we've seen lately you know you'll kind of get their stories from the founders themselves and stuff so um, but yeah. I definitely think that to be a as a young entrepreneur um, and someone who's who's running a startup, the the startup podcasts are crucial. I mean, just listening to people and their pain and their misery and their exhaustion and their de- you know the, their their desperate tone, um, it it really is a it's cathartic, it's encouraging, it's inspirational, and so better than any business school, better than, sure, it's great to have a big pile of money, and sure, it's great to have resources, and have manpower, and all that stuff, but to listen to other people in their journey who's a little bit farther ahead than you, um, you know, go through their creative process, and all their woes, really does more to lift your spirits than anything out there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's all good stuff. We'll link to all that in the uh, show notes here, but um, yeah, I guess for the sake of time, we'll just kind of wrap up here with the, the question I'd like to end on. So, you know, some of the stuff that you're consuming uh, currently. So if there's any other uh, kind of bits of content that are coming out in the future or just stuff that's coming with your businesses, and I'm sure you're you know looking forward to next year's conventions and everything, but yeah. just anything specifically that you know you're looking forward to in your life with your work, or just kind of any uh, content that you're looking forward to being released soon. Yeah, uh, so we are in the design phase of our 2018 collection, and we are close to announcing some new products slash some licensing licensed merchandise and so we're going to announce some new licensed uh, partners that we that we um, are obtaining and so that's going to be pretty exciting uh, but it's going to that's going to from that it's going to birth a whole new line of really innovative um, new merchandise i just got out of a design meeting and i'm really excited about what will be coming out for next year for we just we we're kind of on the shallow end of ladies wear. And so, so with that is men and women's ladies, um, uh, merchandise. And so it won't be just for guys, but it'll be guys mm-hmm. and girls. So I'm really excited about that. And yeah, I can't believe it cause it's, it does, I can't believe it's already 2018, but then we're already planning on, um, San Diego comic con, which is of course July but between now and then we've got a bunch of shows that are lined up. Um, I think we're going to do, 
uh, Ace Comic Con in January, Long Beach Expo in February, WonderCon in March, um, something in April, I can't remember, but, um, but you know, we'll, we'll rant, it'll be a full year of shows and, um, but really sort of culminating, we have a lot of big stuff planned for San Diego already. And, uh, so yeah, it's just like the calendar's already, already filled up. So that's, that's going to keep us pretty busy. So definitely check back on our sites and follow us on social media to kind of hear our latest um, and greatest announcements. Um, and, uh, one thing that I'm, this doesn't get as much, um, as much press, but, uh, something that I'm very passionate about is in the area of, um, foster care and adoption. Like our company, um, is, um, and you can see it, you can look on our website and read about our story there, but we're, we're very passionate about supporting the foster care community in, in Orange County. And we've been supporting it by providing comic books, age appropriate comic books for kids in foster care, um, as well as other things too. And so, we're looking to continually to ramp that up and to to do and engage in more events and more just engage in more ways that we can help the foster care community. And so, um, so you know, that's something that I am professionally and personally very excited about is is encouraging sort of this this next generation of kids who are in high risk situations and helping to encourage and influence and shape them in some ways. So. Um, so yeah, there's that and, um, yeah, so, you know, new products, new announcements, a uh, year of cons and then a year of, um, of engaging the community. So that's going to be us. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's awesome. Just, yeah, that you've kind of baked that component in here as you're like, uh, you know, getting things started with, uh, different businesses and stuff and just, uh, cause yeah, we, um, you know, the students that I work with, I went to, I was actually in California recently um, as of the recording of this episode um, for an immersion that we had for our students. So um, they went to Salesforce and like they have like a huge like kind of social enterprise component. And it's just one of those <laughs> things that I think I always appreciate what that people kind of always being mindful of that and the, the way that they are doing it. You know, they're very involved and it sounds like you are as well like you can kind of just have a very personal commitment and connection versus just like oh we like donate a bunch of money just to whatever you know like just you know, yeah. like different organizations like i choose this particular cause specifically and we're not just throwing money at it like we're really i think engaging it in a in an intentional way because certainly anybody can donate any money to any organization at any time and yeah. it's, it's cool just that idea of like yeah like giving comic books to kids to help them to i mean because it's it's still reading like it helps to build that important skill but then yeah. you know they can start to maybe build connections and bonds with that and just have a little bit of uh you know fun with it and stuff so yeah it's, it's well you know the biggest yeah. thing the biggest thing is that it's m many stories within comic books uh, follow around the idea of uh kids losing their parents that's a common theme it's a common trope in the comic book universe is you know, the idea of loss, a kid mm -hmm. being lost and marginalized. And, you know, think of like things like Batman and Superman, Harry Potter, Luke Skywalker, Spider-Man. I mean, the list goes on and on. It's all about kids who are orphaned or they're just, they're sort of separated from their parents. So comic books are a great way to help kids identify with that and to take their pain and turn it into heroism. So, um, so yeah, so we're looking forward to another year of, um, playing a small part in helping kids heal. And um, so, yeah, again, more to come 
uh, announcements through our website, newsletter, all that good stuff. Great. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I know you have to jump off here. I really appreciate your time. Um, share a lot of good stuff just from your journey and we'll link to everything that we mentioned in the show notes as well as uh, crazy for ComCon, your page there website and social and here within all that so everyone can check it out but just uh yeah thank you so much for your time and uh, uh yeah just have a good rest of your day all right thanks so much yep take care bye thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast please rate review and subscribe so you'll never miss an episode Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode of the Higher Ed Geek Podcast.